We gather here in this sacred space on a spring morning made holy by the faith of the centuries to celebrate life's possibilities, to reflect on life's mysteries, to rejoice in love's transforming power. And though our lives may differ, by gathering here this day, we choose to travel alongside one another for a while, sharing that which truly matters to us. Within this circle of the Spirit, may we be open to being transformed by a welcoming heart and by life's potential for renewal. So good morning everybody and welcome to Essex Church and to this our worshipping community of Kensington Unitarians. Outside there is a chilly wind blowing. The sunshine is just trying to break through those grey clouds. And here inside, well here inside there is the warmth, not just provided by our church heaters, but also the warmth of a gathering of people. People who accept you as you are, whoever you are, wherever you come from and whatever you are dealing with in your life. This is a place where you can be yourself in community with others. And today, we hold our Easter Sunday service, this day on which Jesus traditionally rose from the dead, a day of celebration for Christians around the world. As Unitarians and free Christians, we are free to form our own beliefs about the narrative of Easter week. And as human beings, we can all share in the hope and the promise that this time of year represents. So let's now take a moment to create this as a holy time and place for us to share together this morning. We can do this by being present in this present moment, aware of the world outside, but willing to let it go for a while, aware of ourselves and the concerns of our everyday lives yet able perhaps to place them gently to one side so that we can be a channel for something greater than ourselves, whatever name we give to this. God, Great Spirit, the ground of our very being, may this time be holy, blessed by the divine spirit of life and love. We can give thanks for love rekindled, and we can give thanks for connections renewed. We can give thanks for compassion inspired, and as a sign of our gratitude, we light a candle, this simple chalice flame, symbol of our worldwide Unitarian community, that its message of freedom might ring out this Easter morning. I'm going to read now from Mark's Gospel. Um, Mark's Gospel being the earliest Gospel to be written, these being the original final verses. A later writer added verses, telling of Jesus' appearance to his followers. But Mark's Gospel originally ends like this. And it ends with the word, afraid. When the Sabbath was over, 
Mary Magdalene and Mary, the mother of James and Salome, brought spices so that they might go and anoint him. And very early, on the first day of the week, when the sun had risen, they went to the tomb. They had been saying to one another, Who will roll away the stone for us from the entrance to the tomb? And when they looked up, they saw that the stone, which was very large, had already been rolled back. As they entered the tomb, they saw a young man dressed in a white robe sitting on the right side, and they were alarmed. But he said to them, Do not be alarmed. You are looking for Jesus of Nazareth who was crucified. He has been raised. He is not here. Look, there is the place they laid him. But go, tell his disciples and Peter that he is going ahead of you to Galilee. And there you will see him just as he told you. So they went out and fled from the tomb. For terror and amazement had seized them, and they said nothing to anyone, for they were afraid. Let's move now into a time of prayer and reflection. As I call on the divine spirit of life and love to be with us now and to bless all that we say and do together here this day. The spirit of life is everywhere, evident in each new bud and shoot and flower. I pray that our lives may be blessed with that same renewal we see all around us in nature's annual celebration. May we be opened to gifts and companions that are part of our journey, who we may be taking for granted. It's easy sometimes to walk the way of life with our eyes on the road ahead and to forget to look over into the eyes of those who share the way with us. Whether they are neighbours, friends, family or partners, It's good to remember that a Holy Spirit can be found in familiar and unexpected people and places. The last place we may expect to find that Spirit is in the tomb within ourselves, where hope and possibility have laid buried, killed perhaps by time and circumstance and potential unfulfilled. Maybe that tomb is empty today. Maybe hope and possibility can walk alongside you. Maybe something unexpected and unheard of awaits you in this season. So be with us, Spirit of Life. Help us to be open and awake to the springtime miracle that is in each one of us. And help us still to remain open-hearted in the face of agonies of our world community. This day, as we hear of the sufferings of others, of the killing of students in Kenya, 
the terrible sufferings of Palestinian refugees in Syria, of those caught by ferocious mudslides in Chile, as well as people closer to home who you may know for whom life is a struggle. So in a few moments of shared stillness now, I invite you to direct your thoughts and prayers to those in need of loving awareness and practical assistance. And may our love and care spread outwards this day and all days, now and always. Amen. This reading is by Daniel Budd, a Unitarian Universalist minister. And he writes about a time at, at their Unitarian Universalist church when we received an invitation from our neighbourhood newspaper to place an ad for Easter. Someone suggested to me, he writes, that should we advertise, it should say something like, join us, we're not sure what happened. (laughs) We're not sure what happened. But we know what it's like when someone appears whose message we feel offers hope who inspires us with new ways of living which touch our hearts and lift our spirits in anticipation. We know what it's like when they fall short of our expectations or worse, are cut down by the forces of hate and bigotry. We're not sure what happened. But we know what it's like when someone has grown profoundly into our own lives, who seems as much a part of our living as our own breathing, whose presence lives in our souls. We know what it's like when death takes them from us, perhaps prematurely, and the empty place in our souls is much like an empty tomb. We're not sure what happened. But we know what it's like to feel sorrow and loss, despair and grief. We know the waves of tears and the thoughts of the past which flow through us, which begin to fill the emptiness with stories and memories, begin to shore up us up again with a different presence, which will live with us for all of our lives. We're not sure what happened. But we know what it's like to realize, to have it dawn upon us, that what we have known and loved lives on now with and within us, a part of who we are. We know that somehow, in our hearts and souls, resurrection is real. Not that of the body, but of the spirit. A spirit.
spirit renewed, even reborn in the midst of our lives and our living. We're not sure what happened. But we know that there is a difficult hope, a faith that through the living of whatever sorrow and grief we feel and will continue continue to feel on occasion, that there is a growing sense of grace and gratitude, of joy and thankfulness in the mysterious and abiding astonishment of human being. In that wonder, may we find our own strength, our own sense of Easter. We, we tackle the difficult issues of life here at Essex Church, and so I'm going to ask each of you now to think where each of you stands on the subject of dandelions, <laughs> the exuberant yellow weeds that are about to burst into flower here in London. Several have been spotted already in the church garden And each year when they arrive, I am in equal measure impressed by their tenacity and sent close to despair by their remarkable ability to spread and to put down such resilient roots. Dandelion roots have got to be some of the toughest roots ever. There's a bit of tarmacked pavement just over the road, and I noticed the other day that a dandelion had worked its way through a tiny crack in the tarmac. I could just imagine it squeezing its way upwards, pushing the tarmac aside in its determination to reach the light. Spring's yearly renewal is the kind of resurrection I can understand, and each year it's like a miracle to me. Each year I am surprised by how very beautiful it is to see blossom on cherry trees, for example. Have you seen the magnolias just down the road? How cheering a park filled with daffodils can look, and by the speed with which weeds return to a garden. So those are some of my resurrections. On Easter Sunday, when Christians around the world are celebrating the risen Christ, we Unitarians, as usual, will be more diverse we have a range of responses to the gospel accounts of Jesus' resurrection because our faith is broader than any one creed. If I describe Jesus' bodily resurrection as supernatural, I'm not being disrespectful of anyone's faith. I'm describing an occurrence that is beyond the natural realm. I didn't witness it and it doesn't form part of my faith, though I know it is important to some of you here today. For me, the unfolding narrative of Easter week with its oh-so-human highs and lows is what's important. Its themes of triumph and despair, support and betrayal, love and hatred, cruelty and kindness, fear and courage, they all touch me very deeply. At our Tenebrae service on Thursday evening, we found ourselves so moved by Peter's avowal of undying love for Jesus, followed so very soon after by denying that he even knew him. And then the cockerel crowed for the second time. Haven't most of us allowed fear at times to hold back our love, our truth? 
Haven't most of us betrayed someone or something that we really know to be true? A week has passed from Palm Sunday, marking Jesus' triumphant entry into Jerusalem, fulfilling the ancient scriptures. And for me, the week ends with Jesus' cruel death on the cross, abandoned by all his closest family and friends. It ends, for me, as Mark's Gospel originally did, with uncertainty and with fear. Fast forward now some 70, 80 years or more from the time of Jesus' death, And a new religion has emerged. The early Christian church is well enough established to have scribes writing down its sacred narratives, to have leaders sending off endless letters to far-flung communities. A group of people who were disappointed beyond all imagining by their leader's death, whose hopes for perhaps a violent uprising against their Roman rulers, those hopes had been brought to nothing. And yet those disappointed, despairing, grieving people had in effect been born again. The man they hailed as a king had been crucified as a common criminal. And yet, something happened. Something happened to them. Something happened, and we're not sure what, but it allowed a message of love and vulnerability and paradox to emerge It inspired them to a new life and it has inspired people ever since. Earlier we heard Handel's aria from the Messiah, I know that my Redeemer liveth, beautifully sung. Thank you, Lucy. I don't know, really, that my Redeemer liveth. It isn't the message of my faith, but I can be so lifted by music such as that and by the faith that inspired its composer, And don't all of us have spirits that need lifting from time to time? Our candle lighting today reminded us of some of those troubles of our world, those individual stories of struggle, as well as the global disturbances, leading, for example, to murdering 150 students in Kenya, for example. Heaven help us. I could weep in despair at the thought of young lives ended in a place of learning that they'd attended, hoping to better themselves and their world and to build something better for their society. I could weep at the thought of families waking up in the knowledge that their beloved children have been killed by forces that would deny everyone the chance of a free education system, deny people the chance to think their own thoughts. To be human is to know despair and fear and hatred as it is to know hope and love and joy. And these stark contradictions, they're very alive in our world as they are alive, I think, within our own hearts. So Easter's message is then for me a reminder of the power for transformation that is within us and within life itself. That power that power to push through the tarmac shown by a seemingly puny dandelion, well, that's echoed in the human spirit. Jesus said, I've come that you might have life and have it more abundantly. I wonder if you recognise a feeling at times of really being only half alive, of trudging through our days. Of, of seemingly not being able to find who we truly are or how to be truly ourselves in the world. 
That half-alive state is part of what it is to be human, and so is the ability for transformation. We have within us that potential to be transformed, the ability to find inspiration in the midst of the darkest times. We can push our way through tarmac when we find that which inspires us to be fully alive. We can roll metaphorical stones from the tomb, the tomb-like prisons we sometimes find ourselves in. We can help to roll stones away for others. We can help to remove blockages and we can help to bring light and fresh air and freedom, which is surely the birthright of all. There have always been forces of tyranny at work in our world of duality, forces that would seek to control and limit and suck the very joy and exuberance out of life. They're at work in our individual lives as they are at work in the life of the world. But we are called to acknowledge such impulses in ourselves and in our communities and then find ways to transform them. We are called to find ways to live fully and allow others to live fully, to be who we truly are without pretense and to find ways of living that heal rather than harm, that make whole rather than fragment. And so I wish for all of us on this Easter day the inspiration to choose life, to choose a life well lived and to choose a path that allows us to have life and to have it more abundantly. Amen. And so may you know joy this Easter, a joy born of life well lived. May you know love this Easter, a love stronger than death. May it bring healing and new growth to areas of your life where that is needed. And may you know peace this Easter, peace which allows you to be open to this season of renewal, blessed by life anew. Amen. Go well and blessed be.